Welcome back, everybody. I'm back with Ben Klein. Ben Klein was on the podcast earlier last year in 2020, and we're welcome to have him back. And Ben, can you fill us in on like the gap between, because this is the first conversation, like full conversation I've had with you since then. So fill yeah, us in is. on what you've been doing here. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about your, your YouTube channel here in a little bit, but fill us in on your just life since. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, the biggest thing is I graduated college. Uh, I mean, so that just happened. I'm still kind of freshly graduated because it was just in this fall semester that we uh, just had. And um, yeah, I've been trying to find some like freelance video work to sort of build up a resume and stuff. Um, as far as just regular personal life, you know, not really a lot's been going on, just kind of hanging out, doing whatever. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Well, you were telling me about that freelancing here before the show started. And uh, what are certain websites? Have you actually looked in the different websites to try to expand your work and, and get different artists to come look for your editing styles and, like, try to find that freelance jobs? So I, ha I haven't used a lot of different websites. The main one I've been using, um, and I found, like, one small job that made, you know, only made, like, $40 so far. And then I'm, I, there's another one that I've been talking, you know, somebody responded to my application and I'm like, kind of, we're in the works of uh, getting that one set up. Um, but yeah, the website that I'm using is Upwork, um, which was actually recommended to me by somebody from the college um, who kind of was, she was trying to, she, she works in like the alumni engagement program side of things um and she was kind of working with me to help me like find things to help my career in the future and she and i told her like oh i might be doing thinking about doing like freelance stuff and she was like you should try upwork so um it's a pretty nice uh website you there is like a, a version that you can like pay for and stuff but like you don't have to pay for it um it's just like if you don't you know you, there, there are extra features you can get if you pay for it. so you can do it for free it's actually a nice little uh, nice little website, I think. So, yeah, that's I haven't really used much other than that, but um, I definitely probably could start looking at other ones. But yeah, yeah, I, I feel the same way now, specifically because I'm looking for different platforms to expand my work. We're finally on Spotify, I was able to get the podcast on Spotify, along with Anchor, was able to distribute things to oh, iTunes yes, Anchor's as well. great for that, yes. Um, yeah. and I also have a different RSS, which I kind of messed things up here because I started with a different RSS platform and then i created an anchor one and then for some reason they both got submitted to spotify so now there's like an episode of like, from like two different shield of hope accounts and i'm over here like uh you know i was like well yeah, you gotta find a way to <laughs> yeah That's so funny. i had to just delete and like you know kind of fix it all over again uh so that was a fun day of doing that but yeah officially up on different platforms but is there any social media platforms because um this is a question i've been asking a lot of different people i've been recently introduced to rumble rumble is like the youtube version uh which it, every time you get like a rumble or whatever like you could earn like pennies on the dollar so i mean it's nice it's a little thing that gives back and monetization better than what youtube does especially if you're like a small uh independent kind of channel like i am and you know still growing of course but yeah so there's different platforms like that out there that i'm looking into have you heard of any new platforms coming out mm, i not not really um I mean, realistically, I probably should look into that more. Um, I guess I've just been kind of, like, set with, like, YouTube. Ever since I started my channel, like, 
almost five years ago, actually, in like May, I believe, May 3rd or something like that. It will be five years since I uploaded the first YouTube video I ever did. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just kind of been kind of like stuck on just like YouTube and I've never really looked into other ones. I probably should. I've never actually heard of Rumble. So that's that sounds like a, a, an interesting way to do it. Um, but yeah, I really don't know. So Yeah, it's, it's still a growing one. It's kind of weird to get used to. I mean, it has kind of like that. I hate to say it's like that Tinder aspect, but it's like you can actually oh, swipe okay. left or swipe right in the far like the right <laughs> is obviously liking, so like it can be moved farther up the chain. Like it's it's an interesting pace, and then there's like DTube, which I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm big into this because it looks like the basic YouTube setup, but it was just right. a lot more like cluttered, and I I you know I don't know. It seems like they need to do something with that formatting. Um, but is, is YouTube something you want to strictly stick on, or are you looking to expand as well before we talk about what your actual content is on your channel? Um, I don't know. I've thought about this before, and, like, I get, the thing is, I'm so used to YouTube now, that like, and it's so, like, I know how to use it and stuff, that it's, like, eh, I'll just kind of stick with that, and I know that's where, like, most of the people are in general. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I, I will... I guess I'll see what happens in the future if I decide to. I mean, I, I feel like at some point I probably will think start uh, looking into it. But I, I, at the moment, I don't really have any immediate plans to start uh, anything else. But well, I, I, I was, a, I was thankful to be a part of your 200 um, subscriber episode that you had last year. So oh, yeah. take us, take us into not only how you grew your channel, but what you have like. What, what you've done within this past year of 2020, beginning of 2021, like what kind of content you've been putting out? Because I see a lot of, I specifically saw like your Clone Wars uh, oh, yeah. reviews yeah. And, and I was just excited as about the Clone Wars season finale as you were. Um, but yeah, take us through the content that you're about to create or want to create and how 2020 has kind of been for you as a content creator. Okay. Um, so I will say 2020 has been uh, you know, not, it's pretty slow as far as, uh, me actually uploading videos goes. I haven't done a lot of videos in 2020. Um, actually it's probably like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 11, like 11 videos, which I, I, is actually more than I, than I thought it would have been. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess, so I guess now my big thing with, with YouTube is that I want to just kind of take you know take my time with videos a little bit kind of make sure it's something that like i actually want to do and i'm excited to do like like if i'm going to make a video reviewing something or talking about something i want to make sure it's something that i really have something to say about and it's not just oh i'm doing it because because i feel like this could get me views because like um <clears throat> early on in my channel when i first started doing movie reviews because um, my channel didn't actually start out as doing like movie reviews um, before my I, I actually started out when I started out five years ago I was doing like Minecraft videos you know and my channel is called Nimcraft I changed it to Nim TV um, once I just started doing movie reviews but um, when I started doing movie reviews it was more like I would just kind of find a movie to to talk about I would I would specifically try to pick movies that like just came out theaters that I saw so that way they're like still relevant and i would just kind of you know whenever i got home from the theater or whatever i would just kind of turn on the camera start talking 
for, you know, until I feel like I said it, everything. And it was kind of like, a lot of them were kind of like, I was kind of rambling a little bit, or I didn't have a lot of interesting things to say. I was just kind of doing it because I felt like, oh, the more reviews I put out, the more, you know, chances I have of getting reviews and stuff. Um, yeah, so there was a while where I did a lot of stuff like that, but now it's it's very like, I'm going to do a video if I feel like, if I want to. Um, one thing I will say about that, though, is handling it like that, you end up with uploading less often, but I'm definitely more proud of things that I've uh, done more recently. Um, yeah, like recently, you know, you're talking about like the Clone Wars review thing. And then like my most recent thing was also Clone Wars, where I did this like list of essential Clone Wars episodes. And I of course sort of like went over it and like, um, that was a big project I did, you know, so I'm doing more like, you know, things that things that really uh, interest me. Um, as far as the future goes, I mean, I want to continue doing stuff like that. Um, continue expanding my like editing styles and stuff like because I mean I, I actually just got like a a new a new laptop that's going to be much better for editing so um, so that's really really uh, useful really good um, so I can hopefully do a lot of that and um, also this is a, a big thing that I'm currently working on um, is I'm right now writing a script for a horror movie that I'm going to be working on. It's probably going to be, it's not going to be like a feature length. It's going to be maybe like 30 to 45 minutes long is my general idea. Um, it's actually something that I thought of doing a few years ago when I did a video that was like a, a Halloween special video where I reacted to seeing 10 classic horror movies that I'd never seen before for the first time at the end of that video I was like you know what I want to try making a horror movie like maybe a horror short film just to try out the genre and then I was like I'll do it next Halloween and then the next Halloween I didn't do it and then I was like fine I'll do it next Halloween and then the following Halloween was you know it, a lot of COVID stuff happened and it kind of blocked some of my plans so I'm hopefully going to try to do it this year and then have it come out on Halloween day. Mm, don't know how that, if that's going to work out. Um, my plan is to hopefully be able, I, I, I kind of want to like go to the, cause I'm still going to live in the area here. I'm hoping to kind of like go to the school and maybe get like um, actors from the theater department and stuff to be in it. So I can actually do like, you know, get some hopefully professional, uh, <laughs> more professional um, acting work than just, you know, grabbing some family and friends to be my actors like I've done before. So um, that's sort of my big project now, as far as like my YouTube channel and stuff like that goes. But yeah. No, that horror film sounds really awesome. Um, but yeah, as far as the school and going back and like you're, you're wondering if they'll let you, I'm sure. Listen, I mean, even if you oh, yes. put out a casting call, I mean, anybody that's really in the arts, like they just love to perform. Yes. And they love to be a part of anything they can, yes. especially especially something that might end up like film festival worthy or just something they could show, use that in their demo reels, you know, anything like that. Because let's, I mean, we all got to start somewhere. And on top of that, okay. I mean, it's the experience and being on set for the first time that really matters. Um, but how are you going to plan on making, like, because always with me when I talk about horror films, and like, I would always love to do one too, but how do you try to 
bring something original to horror? Like, is there something that, like, without spoiling the plot of yours, but is there something new that you're going to try to bring, whether it's how you're going to stylistically shoot it or whether it's just, like, you know, something. And my buddy always said, he's like, you know, if we could ever capture, like, the smallest thing that actually scares people on a daily basis and turn it into a horror film, it's like that would sell millions. Um, yeah. But, like, how do you plan on approaching your first horror film? Um, so I guess the big thing for me when I was first – like, because I, I said, I think I want to try to make a horror movie before I ever even knew, like, what it was going to be. Just because I, 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 I never, like, growing up, I never really watched a lot of horror movies. So I was never huge into the horror genre. And that's why I did that, um, you know, watching 10 classic horror movies for the first time video. Because I wanted to kind of be like, you know what, I've never, and I thought it would, you would also, I also thought it would be good, like, you know, Halloween special video, obviously. Um, but I was like because i've never really watched a lot of you know horror movies and i kind of was like that's a genre of film that i've never really been very well versed in so i i i sort of picked and choose picked and choose the 10 horror movies tried to make them kind of diverse types of horror movies and stuff so i can get a, a good sense of, of the genre and what ended up happening so i guess for me it was like i need to come up with a concept that seems, you know, interesting instead of just kind of being like, okay, there's a psycho killer on the loose or there's, you know, whatever, like something, you know, like that. Not that movies that do that are bad. I mean, some of them probably are, some of them aren't, but like, you know, I didn't want to just kind of do a stereotypical one. I want to do something that would set it apart. So I guess the, the overall concept I came up with is more, a little bit more of like a psychological thing. Uh, going on it'll probably hopefully um have some really emotional scenes possibly you know possibly some like crying mental breakdowns things like that um and hopefully actually be kind of sad as well so it's it's kind of like a, a mixture um I, I i would yeah i would definitely say it falls a little bit more into the psychological thriller type of area i would say I don't, I don't know if I want to, like, say what the main concept is, though. Um, I don't know. <laughs> have you ever watched Skeleton Key? Just out of curiosity. No, I have not. <laughs> I'm going to recommend that film for you. Uh, so I'll, te I'll text it to you afterwards, but it's called Skeleton okay. Key. I think you'll actually enjoy that one with, uh, like, the thriller aspect. It's not, it's not like a, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, split or anything like that, but it definitely has to do a lot with uh, emotional and like a little bit of history backgrounds and stuff like that and like a little bit of witchery so I think you'll appreciate that um, but is this film going to be a short film feature film what are you looking for like timing wise um, yeah probably like 30 to 45 minutes um, as I'm writing the script it seems like it'll probably come in close to that I mean they say you know the general rule of thumb is one page of screenplay equals one minute on screen so I try to so yeah, it looks like it's going to fall probably, at least the screenplay is probably going to fall somewhere in the 30 to 45 pages route. Um, so I haven't finished it yet. Um, but yeah, so it looks like I should be falling right into uh, where I want to go with that. But yeah, which will actually be the longest film I've ever done because all the other ones I've done are just like short films that are like, you know, no longer than like, 
you know, five, you know, ten minutes. And I really, I haven't done a lot of short films, but only like a few. Um, so this will be like a, definitely a big project uh, for me. Biggest one I've ever done. Do you find it harder because this is my personal opinion with it anymore? It seems harder to write short films for me anymore because every time I start writing a short film, I'm like, okay, I want to make this between 10, 15 minutes before I start writing the script. And then like 20 pages later, I'm over here scratching my head like, well, how do I try to condense this? Because I, you know, being a small independent uh, company over here, you don't really have the opportunities to make these uh, feature films, you know, the budgeting and who's going to stick with you long enough to actually get this done. So do you find any, is it hard for you to write longer or shorter stories? Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't written a lot, uh, in general, so to kind of like engage that. So like, I guess <clears throat> I'm trying to think of like, I mean, really, like I haven't written a lot. So like I've written like, um, conflicting thoughts, for instance. Um, you probably remember that one, um, possibly that it was on my channel. Um, that one I had, you know, specific time constraints cause I did it well, I did two versions of it. The original version was for a short film contest that a YouTuber had and there was, you know, time restrictions. And then the, the second one that I did the, the remake, which I personally think is much better. Um, I made for a class. Um, and so I had like, you know, it, it could be much, it wasn't supposed to be much longer than like five minutes. Um, but I think that concept, like this, the idea I had and the story and the concept I had worked well for five, like a five minute, uh, film. Like it, it didn't need more than that because it was a pretty simple idea as far as like the overall, what happens in it. There's like three scenes basically, um, so it worked out pretty well. So I guess it really depends on what it is. Like what I'm doing now for this horror film, I couldn't imagine trying to do it in like five minutes because there's a lot of like slow sort of build up of suspense that needs to be done that would be hard to do in, in five minutes and it'd be hard to kind of, you know, and I'm trying to establish there's like four different characters. I'm trying to establish sort of each one of their like place. Um, each one is like somehow related to the main character, the main, you know, the different people, the main character knows. Um, and I'm trying to like sort of establish what their relationship is with the main character, uh, each individually, while also trying to develop the, this slow buildup of this, you know, thing happening. Um, again, I'm trying not to give too much away, but, um, I don't know if I want to. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm ready to, to, to let everyone know. The I mean, we're, not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna make any but, spoilers um, here. So I understand yeah. that. But yeah, um, so I think for that idea, it kind of had to be longer. But now that I'm doing it, I'm starting writing the script and stuff. I'm starting to realize that my 30 to 45 minute range that I'm aiming for actually works out pretty well for this one in particular. Um, so I don't know. I think it really depends on what it, what the story is and like what you want to do with it. Um, but yeah, another big thing that's always been my issue when trying to because the thing is i haven't done a lot of films yet at least not as much as i would have liked to have i guess and i think a lot of that is because it's always been hard for me to come up with good ideas because i always try to think like okay what are ideas that i can do with like no budget 
you know, not many good sets with like the, you know, areas that I can film in, like what are small things that I can easily do? And it's hard because like, I'll think of ideas that are just, I I just don't feel like I have the (laughs) ability to accomplish them yet. Like even this horror film that I'm doing, I think is like going to be really, you know, I, I personally think difficult for me to pull off the way I want it to, um, which is why I kind of let it sit for a while and kind of give it some time to breathe um, before, you know, going full in with it. But, um, well, yeah. When, so it, When you're a writer, though, I mean, and this is what I always try to tell young writers, write around what you can have. Best advice I ever got from a university professor was write around what you already have available and what you know you can get. And just start crafting stories around that to start off before you start worrying about the budgeting. So that'd be my advice to you as well going forward. Um, A little bit quick, this will be off topic and I'll let you finish up with your your statement there. Um, When I I think about horror films, and the reason why I feel like it takes so long is because horror films, every other film you want it to be like fast-paced, fast-paced, fast-paced. You don't want to get your audience bored. Horror films are one of those like, yeah, we're going to we're going to shoot an establishing shot that's going to last like 30 minutes, you know, just like panning forward and making getting the eerie vibe of like the place. Yeah. If you're doing like at a manor or a cemetery, you know, you get the slow little maybe even insert shots and it starts getting eerie and the fog and, yeah. and all that stuff. So, I mean, when that would be one of my biggest challenges of shooting a horror film would be because no matter what you write, like, yeah, that that uh, one page of script equals like one minute, basically. Oh, yeah. That rule. I mean, for a horror film, though, if you have like, it's probably different. I mean, yeah. I, I can only imagine if you're doing like, like, and, and this isn't a horror film, but Knives Out. I loved how Knives Out was shot. And I always, I give credit to yeah, Ryan Johnson on that film, but I also hate what he did with The Last Jedi. So I was like, it's amazing where the contrast is with his directing, because it could be as bad as The Last Jedi, in my opinion, or as great as Knives Out. But anyways, Knives Out was one of those where they did a lot of setup, establishing shots in the manner. And that was beautifully crafted, and there's going to be, and there's a lot of horror films that are shot like that. Anyways, go ahead back to your point. I, my apologies. Um, I don't know if I had a lot more to say. It was just kind of finishing off, like, yeah, that's my main struggle. I don't know. I'm, I'm. This is, this is definitely. But yeah, this is definitely going to be the biggest, uh, most difficult project, video project I've ever done so far. Um. So if it doesn't end up being able to happen this year, that's okay. I can hold off another year if I need to. Like, I, I want to make sure I kind of give it the time it needs to uh, be good. But yeah, I'm working on the script. Once I finish the screenplay, I actually do want to um, hopefully get some people to send it to to give some feedback and see what they think. So um, actually, I, 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 if you want to uh, read it once I'm done, I can send it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Send me anything you got, and I will definitely read it and uh, give you my feedback. Awesome. I do. Um, I, yeah. I, I do think, and you you brought this point up earlier about how like uh, your one of your first films was written for a like a film competition on YouTube from a YouTuber, and I would actually suggest people to go out and find competitions like that that'll drive your energy that you got to get done in a certain amount of time. And that it has to be so long because it actually helps your creativity, I believe. Um, I've been in two 48-hour film competitions down in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We had 48 hours to craft a seven-minute short film and get it shot and edited and all that out in 48 hours. That was challenging, but it it shows that you can work together with a crew and who you really want on your team. And you try to establish the best of the best. Obviously, we didn't win those two, but we did come like runner-up-ish. So that was actually pretty cool. 
Um, and then there was that film. Well, you helped me on a mile apart. A mile apart had yeah, been filmed in a week for that film competition that went to, uh, I believe it was Tennessee. I'm not 100% sure. But um, we also got one of the top seven out of 100 films there. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but that yeah, was pretty I, good for only a week, yeah. Yeah. So I think that I would challenge all filmmakers and young artists starting off to do those short competitions. Film Riot does a good one every year. That They, they typically to, do two of them. I don't know if you're familiar with the YouTube channel Film Riot. Um, I, I, I've seen it before, but I don't know. They do, they do at least two competitions a year that are a minute long film competition. Try to make a film in a minute. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it pushes uh, it. So it's got yeah, I don't, 60 I don't know. seconds on the dot. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not good at working fast. Um, as you can tell by how often I upload YouTube videos. Um, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, that's definitely a good thing, and and um, yeah, I will say it definitely did kind of play on my creativity because, like, I, I guess when I first, like, like I remember seeing a YouTube video of somebody, the guy who was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this, you know, short film competition," and I was like, "Great, I want to do it." But what am I gonna do? I have no clue what kind of uh, film I want to do, and then it all kind of started with a concept. I just kind of was like, oh, what if it was like this thing? And I, I somehow came up with the concept of just somebody talking to the voices in their head. And then I kind of, you know, built it from there. Um, and it was kind of, you know, I was like, okay, that's something I can easily do in a less than six minute uh, short film that I can film in a few weeks with like no money. That's something I can do. So it was kind of like, you know, uh, a creative enough concept to me to be interesting, but also something that was not too much for me to handle in the two weeks or whatever it was. Absolutely. Uh, but one thing too about your YouTube channel, I mean, and you talk about like not uploading as much as you want to. I feel I, I feel like we're the same way, and I think I put out at least forty oh, yeah. some podcasts last year. And I still feel like I, I should be doing more than that. So I, I feel that. But specifically for you, when you're when you're talking about films and entertainment and trying to review things, 2020 was a bad year for just film reviewers in general. Oh, that's I mean, true. You that's look true. at Jeremy Johns out there. I mean, he was not he was starting to review older films he hadn't watched before that came out a long time ago. But there was yeah. nothing in the theater. Yeah, you had your little streaming service films. Netflix did a good job. Disney Plus really bombed out last year. They still tried. I actually, I actually enjoyed, and I will give credit to Disney Plus, and I wish Netflix would do the same thing. I actually enjoyed Disney Plus doing behind the scenes, uh, and like the oh, like, documentaries that they would put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I wish I would love to see some Netflix behind the scenes, but I, I don't think Netflix is the company to do that. Um, but I would love to see that. But yeah, it was just a bad year for films in general. So, uh, do you have any films you're looking forward to this year? Oh. I need to look at like I need to see like what's coming out. Um, I honestly don't. Um, there's 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 one I saw a trailer for recently. I don't remember the name of it, but it looked interesting. It had um, who was in it? It was like Rami Malek and um, who else was in it? Uh, I want to say I I don't remember who else was in it. It was like. I think Jared Leto was in it, but there was like, uh, who was the other guy that was in it? Was, I think uh, I know what movie you're referencing. But a big actor. I don't remember um, who it was. I want to say, I want to say Denzel Washington. Um, 
it looked the trailer looked interesting so i'm kind of interested in that um but um i don't know i don't know a lot of the movies that are coming out this year to be honest um i haven't really looked into it a lot uh but one of the big things i i, I would say i'm really interested in in shows this year as far as like um i mean one of the big things i've been excited about is like i mean there's a lot of there, there's some like new star wars shows coming um because, I mean, if you, you know, look at my channel for two seconds, you can realize that I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. Um, so, like, for instance, there's, like, the, the one that's, like, a spinoff of uh, Clone Wars, the Bad Batch show is coming. That looks like it could be interesting. Um, are you looking forward to the Book of Boba? Yeah, I mean, it'll be after the end credit scene at the end of, um, of, um, the Mandalorian, which I'm, I'm assuming you've already seen that. Uh, and hopefully the probably. audience has too. If not, too bad. Yeah, uh, it's spoiler. been out for a while. I didn't spoil anything. I just said there is, is an end credit scene. Yes. Uh, but now, now spoiler warning. There you go. Um, after that end credit scene, I think it's going to be interesting because it kind of shows that like he's like taking over some of the crime world, or like he's going to be like a crime lord now or something. Like he's taking over what was once Jabba's position. Um, so that's actually interesting because it's not just going to be, it seems like it might not just be him going around being a bounty hunter. Like he's actually like, you know, a crime lord of some sort. So that's an interesting route to take it. I mean, I, and, would, um, I, I do wish that Disney would go a little bit darker. I would like to see an underworld star Wars series because, yeah. you know, especially more with the bounty Now, Mandalorian's not nearly as bounty hunter dark as what I would like it to be because bounty hunters are pretty pretty dark society compared to what they're showing yeah well i think that's something that they could definitely get into more with um the boba fett show hopefully because i mean the thing is with the mandalorian i remember when it first came out like i had no clue what to expect i was thinking okay it's going to be like this mandalorian going around being a bounty hunter that's going to be like the main kind of uh setup for the show i didn't realize uh, but then it turned out that the main story of the show was, you know, him finding uh, finding Grogu is the name. No, it's still, it's still weird to think about. It. It's like his name. Um, you can still just say Baby Yoda. That's fine. Baby Yoda, yeah. Um, but he finds him, and it's sort of like showing him, the building of their relationship. Like that's the main um, that's the the main part of the show is there him and. Grogu sort of building a bond and it's sort of like a, almost like a father son type of bond. And there's that sad moment at the end where he has to like give them up and everything. So like it wasn't what I originally expected it to be, but I ended up liking what they did that it was different than what I expected or wanted out of the show, but it ended up being something that was still good. So I'm fine with that. But um, yeah, I think Boba Fett, the Boba Fett show is something that could definitely explore the underworld of, of like, the Star Wars, the, uh, you know, the, the bounty hunters and, and gangsters and, and, and you know, all, all that stuff, you know, <laughs> all that interesting stuff. So I think that's the perfect show to do that. Um, so hopefully that's what, what that'll end up being. So we're kind of figuring out where they're going to take Star Wars next. You know, after the, the sequels have came out, the TV shows are coming out now. But where are they going to take Marvel? We still don't really know. Black Widow is going to come out this year. It's going to be fascinating to see what direction they're going to take Marvel moving forward. Obviously, and like I had Jake on the podcast 
a few weeks ago when we did our most anticipated films and TV series of 2021. We talked about how Black Panther, we're sad that we're not going to see him in an extended role. Where do they go from here, in your opinion? Um, that's a, that's a difficult one. Um, right now, they're doing WandaVision. That's coming out. I haven't seen it yet, but there's, like, I think, like, a three or four episodes out already. Um, but, so, I'll probably watch that. I'm intrigued by the, the idea of it. Um, originally, when I heard they were doing a show called WandaVision, I was like, ah, I don't really care for those characters that much. So, like, that doesn't sound that interesting. But, like, the concept for the show seems, like, interesting and different than, like, anything Marvel's done. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I just haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Um, but, yeah, I think they're definitely going to try to lean more into some TV shows, which is sort of, I mean, that's kind of the Star Wars thing, the thing that Star Wars is doing right now, where they're, like, you know, maybe we should lean into a lot of TV shows instead of just uh, focus on movies. Um, but I think Marvel's obviously also going to do movies. Um, it's been, I mean, it's been a while since they did, since the last Marvel movie came out, too, which is interesting. It's been, um, it was, I think, the Spider-Man Far From Home was the last one. Am I, am I right on that? It that was, you know? but technically Sony did it, so it's part of the Sony-verse, which still splits with Marvel, so, I mean... You're right, but it's still part yeah. of the MCU. So, it, I, I mean, like, MCU movie. Yeah. Uh, something that's in the MCU. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's been a while, which I, I like that they are kind of taking their time with, like, the next phase, just because, like, the last... The, what they just what they did before was like the big sort of thing that it's been building up to the whole time. It was the end game. Um, that was such a huge deal. And then, you know, Spider Man Far From Home was kind of like a, a nice little aftermath of like end game to kinda, you know, nice little movie after that. But it's I, I like that they're taking their time with it because it's kinda like, okay, now it, it kind of separates that era of the MCU from like this new era that's gonna be coming up. Um, which I, I think they're, from what I can tell, hopefully this is kind of, this is kind of like the interesting thing I'm thinking about is like the, the, everything leading up to Endgame, I think was very, there was a lot of very specific things where everything was kind of leading there. Um, you could kind of see that there was a lot of steps that were all, you know, each movie was kind of leading, ultimately leading to that. But, uh, and it was very specific kind of, uh, thing they had going on very controlled but i think now that they've completed that thing they've completed the you know um in i don't know what are they calling it the the uh infinity saga or whatever uh all those movies um they're i think they want to kind of go a little bit more crazy with things because i mean if you think about like comic book stories and stuff they go off the walls and a lot of crazy areas and it'd be interesting to see them just kind of lean into that a little bit and just kind of do whatever crazy thing they you know different ideas that they can come up with because they're there i think they're planning they have a lot of interesting things coming up um so i don't know like see what they do i I'm, i don't know how i feel about what they're doing with thor because they're bringing back the character of uh I think Jane Foster to become like, to be like the next Thor or something like that. She's going to be like, hold the hammer and stuff, which is interesting. Cause I don't think she was that interesting of a character in the movies she was in. 
but we'll see what they do with that. And like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, I, I you know, obviously can't wait for that. And so, yeah. Are Are you concerned like I am though? Because there's part of me that there's been yeah. rum- there's been rumors that Chris Evans is gonna possibly return. There's there's been rumors that Downey Jr. might want back. I feel like Marvel, and it's not the Russo brothers. I don't believe the Russo brothers are writing the next phase. But are are we concerned at all that like we're not going to see different characters in different situations moving forward? That Marvel's going to have to rely on their past characters to try to push them forward more? Because that to me, the CW, and I don't know if you watched a lot of the DC shows on the CW, like the Arrow, the Flash. Um, I saw a little bit of them. Quite a quite, yeah, quite a bit of them. I don't like. The, like past season three or four of them because they seem to just bring back characters that have died or that you know had already told their story but they brought back because they're fan favorites and there's there's a point in time where you got to pander the audience pander the fans but there's also a point in time where you got to move the story forward and i feel like as writers and as studio they kind of go with what sells at the moment and they never expand their characters forward so i'm a little bit concerned about that um yeah that is something i'm worried about i mean i to me, when I watched Endgame, like, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Endgame, um, seeing, I think, like, the death of Iron Man was, like, you know, obviously one of the biggest moments in that movie. Um, and I think that was, to me, that felt like such a definitive, like, this is the end of the character. Um, so if they if they did bring back the same character, I think that would be a really, I, I would not like that at all. That'd be a really cheap move. Um, but I think hopefully what they do instead is instead of like you can i feel like you can kind of do a little bit of both um like you can kind of to slowly transition into the new era in a way instead of just completely going into this new thing like for instance take some characters that were established in the last in you know already and kind of use them to move start moving the next phase forward while also help having them introduce the new help introduce the new characters like i think one of their big characters now in the next phase is going to be you know is going to be spider-man peter parker a character who wasn't there for the entirety of the you know of 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 the mcu but which was introduced late enough that he's and he's he's become a fan favorite character in the amount of time he's been there, so they can use a fan favorite character to move the move it forward, while also starting to introduce other characters that might become uh, fan favorites, so they can kind of move it forward instead of just going back to Captain America, Iron Man. I hope they don't. Um, they can still use some of the characters from that you know previous phase. Obviously, again, like Spider Man, still has you know more character growth to go through, more stories that to tell and stuff. So it makes sense to keep that going. Um, to and, and use that as a way to introduce new uh, new characters. So that that way they at least have one thing that they know is people like, and so they can kind of you know. I, I think there's there's a healthy balance there that can be had. But yeah, if they bring back like dead characters and stuff, I think that's where I'm starting to be like, well, I, I don't know about that. But um, yeah. Is there and this will be. We're going to run an ad here real quick, so we'll come back after the ad. But I want to get one final question in before I play the ad for the podcast. Ben, is there a chance? I don't know if you watched Venom the, like when Venom came out two years ago. But is, is there a chance we could ever have a Spider-Man Venom crossover in this coming Venom film? 
Is there a coming Venom film? Yeah, I Venom. Didn't... Let there be Carnage coming out. It's it's supposed to come know. out this I... year. It was it was supposed to come out late last year. Did not obviously happen. Will Sony and Marvel allow it? I want to see Tom Holland and I want to see Tom Hardy on the same screen. That's all I want to see. I mean, that would definitely be cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, how the thing the thing I always think about is like the last the, the Venom movie didn't really do too well, so I don't know. I, although if they did get Spider Man in it and did get Tom Holland, that would definitely build a lot of hype for us. They could definitely gain an audience for that because I mean, every you know, like everybody loves Tom Holland, right? Um, so. But yeah, I mean, I'd be interested. Um, I, I mean, again, I didn't see the, I didn't see Venom. I don't know if it was, you know, I know a lot of people did not like it. A lot of, some people did, I think. But um, see, uh, that, that's weird to me though, because I've only heard good reviews out of Venom, and I personally love that film. Oh really? So I've, I've, okay. I've never heard bad reviews out of it. But again, I don't believe it made as much money in the box office as your typical Marvel Sony yeah. Spider-Man film. But I, a lot of people, I have a feeling, didn't know what to expect from it. But I well, did, I did uh, like that they went more darker edge, like a Deadpool. Only Deadpool's more comedy than Venom was, but like they yeah. went darker R with it. So yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I like Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's a good actor, so I mean that they at least have that going for them. Um, I mean, I don't. Again, I didn't see the movie, so I, <laughs> I can't really judge that movie. But um, I don't know. That, I mean, that could definitely be an interesting thing to see. I don't know. We'll see. Thank you, everybody, for watching Shield of Hope channel, Hope Speaks Podcast. You can find us on a lot of different platforms, but more specifically, you can now find us on Spotify, and we are coming to the iTunes Podcast and the Apple Podcast Store here soon, so be sure to check us out. Now back to our episode. All right, well, we're coming out of the break, and we want to get some final thoughts in here. Uh, So, Ben, again, thank you for joining us on this podcast, but can you lead us into the future of what you're doing with your channel. I know we talked about your short films and your horror films and your your movie reviews, but take us into 2021 and beyond what you plan on doing and what your other goals are that you have, whether it it might just be in life, but whatever your goals are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously the the horror movie. um, Actually, there's one thing I might, you know, I will say this. I will say what the title of the movie is. It currently, at least, unless I change it, it'll probably stay this. The title of the movie is Whispers. Whispers. That's that's what I will say. Um, <laughs> if you can figure out what the concept is based on that, then good job. If you can't, that's okay too. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. So I think I definitely want to try to upload more often this year. I mean, I feel like I say that. You know, every year, like last year, I said that probably, and even like 2019, because um, like 2018, 2017, I uploaded much more often. And, but I mean, my videos weren't as good, uh, but I uploaded more often. It was more quantity over quality. So I kind of hope to like try to do more. I have, I definitely have ideas for videos. I just need to like. The thing is, I'll get ideas for videos, but then I just don't know which one to work on, and then I just don't work on it, and then it's like it never gets. A lot of them never get past the idea phase. Um, so yeah, hopefully I can start to be a little bit more organized with that and try to like really figure it out. Um, I plan on I'm buy, I'm going to hopefully buy a camera soon, so I'll have a nice new uh, camera. It's going to be a Canon C100. 
Um, I was about to, I was about to ask you what camera you were looking at buying yeah. because I'm I've been promoting obviously not a paid sponsor but if they want to sponsor me go ahead I've been uh, with the Lumex G7s from Panasonic I've been pushing Panasonic to my audience nonstop I just like now yeah. if you're looking to do photos too I understand why you would go Canon uh, but still Panasonic has some good picture quality but I, yes. I specifically for video Panasonic is where it's at if you want to take pictures with it I would go Canon or Nikon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I went with the one I went with. Um, I got some advice from the, some people at the school, uh, who work, you know, at the, the, uh, the video place, um, the instructional media services at the school, um, because they, you know, I worked there. So I got some advice from them for like, cause they have that a few of them own their own cameras that they use for freelance and stuff. And they've been, you know, into video production for, you know, long you know, much longer than me. So uh, I went with, uh, the, you know, their advice. And that's kind of how I ended up uh, with the Canon C100. So, uh, but yeah, I have plans to get that. So, you know, until then, I probably won't do a lot of videos with, you know, <laughs> with uh, videos of me in them, uh, just because I don't want to have to use like my phone camera. Um, so, you know, just maybe videos with like other clips in the background and stuff, possibly. Um, but yeah, so look at that. And that's going to also be, you know, what's going to be used for any, any um, video production jobs I get in the future, any like freelance jobs or, you know, the, the, the movie I'm making. So, so that's exciting. Hopefully I can get it by the time summer comes. Uh, that's the plan. I have a part-time job um, delivering Amazon packages so hopefully I can save up some money with that. Um, and another thing, I do definitely want to try to start uh, some podcasting um, as well. I just don't know exactly how I want to go about it yet. I've done, I mean, I have done podcasting in the past, like a few years ago, but um, that kind of died out. I did like 20 episodes of a podcast and then never picked it up again. Um, so I'm, I'm, hopefully I can get started on that this year. Um, there's a, uh, an, a website, a program called Zencaster that I plan on using to hopefully if I'm having guests on the podcast, cause it, it's really good if you have like guests on the podcast. Um, so I'm going to look into things like that. Um, and maybe I do want to try a live stream at some point. I don't know. I want to try to like expand things a little bit more. I definitely want to try like podcasting, um, stuff like that. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes in the future. Um, but yeah. Well, Ben, thank you for joining us on this episode. Again, you can check him out on YouTube at NimTV. Ben, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me. And at the same time, guys, I will drop his link in the description below so you can subscribe. And thank you.